friends, I want you to meet my favorite bilingual realtor, Elmer Garcia. You all know that a passion of mine is real estate investing, and having a great realtor by your side is essential. Elmer knows the city of Houston like the back of his hand, and not only is he highly regarded by his clients, but also by the professionals in his field. I can tell you from experience that he is attentive, trustworthy, thorough, and detail-oriented. He knows what I like, y'all, and seeks out opportunities for finding the right property for me. His services range from residential real estate to commercial and investment. He will guide you the entire way. I can tell you that. You can email him at elmerg.realtor at gmail.com or call him at 832-512-5752 or you can also find him on Instagram, elmergarcia underscore real estate. And don't forget, anything real estate is his forte. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. We are in season eight now. It's like so exciting how we are now at the season. We have a episode for you today where we're going to talk a little bit about surviving travel, surviving travel in today's time in 2022. We are going to be talking about an article that we found on the New York Times, and it was such a great article. It's um, The author is Christy Corbel, and it was published this month in July. But when we read it, it was so good, and we were really intrigued by everything she talked about. She's a flight attendant, and she's um, talking about how to survive, you know, her, her tips for surviving the travel now. She's been flying for two decades, and um, she says that it's never been as stressful as it is today. And let's talk about what she's she's giving us as in terms of her tips for 30,000 feet of avoiding airline chaos this summer. If you have been traveling the summer of 2022, you have probably encountered a lot of lines, a lot of um, layovers, late late flights. I know we've encountered a few when we were traveling this summer and we, you know, we were wondering what was going on and what's been happening. So this article really goes into a little bit of what's happening in the travel industry. And, um, you know, in terms of what she says, you know, for sure the pandemic has changed flying. Um, she says that, you know, the way that we board planes today and the way that we enter the airports, COVID-19 has really changed the experience for all of us. It's created a strain that's made everybody nervous. It's brought about politics. It's brought about... Um, just, just so many people becoming extremely, extremely um, upset about the way the airlines are, are doing things now. We, they're short-staffed. They're overworked. The mask mandate has been um, a problem for some people. Some people want to follow it, even though it's been dropped. Um, there's, just a, there's just been a host of things going on. And you all know that I'm a traveler. I'm a world traveler. My husband and I, Rusk, who is on the podcast today. Hello, hello, hello. And because, you know, I can't have a travel podcast with him, you know, he, he's, he's our, um, are you my resident travel agent, by the way? I think I am a resident travel agent by default. <laughs> I think we just kind of grew into those roles as we, uh, you know, evolved. You know, people always ask me how we find the places to travel to. And I always say you find them. I found them because my father used to have a travel agency back in the, uh, late mid to late nineties. And I used to sell airline tickets and cruises and packages and so I learned I learned from other folks traveling around the world and the destinations and it kind of stuck with me all these years and the cool hotels and kind of hidden spots so that's where I always got my education in terms of where to go what to see what to visit 
Yeah, and I think that's a great that's a great way for 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 anyone to be introduced to traveling is to really, you know, find where people are going and what they like about it and then get their recommendations and head out there as well, you know. And one thing we wanted to talk about as well is um, travel etiquette. So we're going to do a little bit of travel etiquette and we're going to bring a little bit about like how you should behave yourself when you're traveling because we find that a lot of people get very, very upset over little minute things. And you've got to remember that airlines right now are short-staffed and they're overworked. Well, traveling can be a stressful experience. And some of my friends that tell me that they don't like to travel, they don't like the stress that goes with traveling. But I always counter and say, well, it's the destination you're going to. Unfortunately, it does take a little bit of stress getting through the security, the long lines, the delayed flights, the lost baggage. But, I, you know, the benefit always supersedes the pro, always supersedes the con in, in this particular situation. And where you're going, once you get there, you always kind of feel like it's better than having to deal with all that because it's not all the time. It's it's just some of the time. So I think what we had come across this article in the New York Times the other day, and I think it has a lot of good tips to helping travelers out there manage the stressful environment, particularly post-pandemic. And what the article focuses on is how to make your stress, make your, I'm sorry, make your trip less stressful Right after the pandemic, because the airlines honestly are catching up. They furlough, they, they, they let go a lot of uh, former employees when they obviously the planes were grounded, a lot of early retirement packages is from what we're reading. And now as soon as the masks were lifted, there was this influx of people getting back on the plane. Right. It was kind of like a green light psychologically in everybody's head. We can go back. The COVID restrictions are being loosened around the world. You don't have to have a COVID test to travel anymore domestically. You don't have to have a COVID test to come back to the United States. There are a few pockets of countries that still require them, but the major travel destinations, particularly in Europe and in uh, South America, they're no longer requiring the travel. And so what, what she refers to, for example, is because that there are this high demand and low supply situation going on in the availability of flights is to book early. Find a flight that's early in the morning. Don't find a flight later in the afternoon. And there's two reasons for that. One reason is, is that most flights don't can't get canceled in the morning because there's an available uh, supply of flight attendants, ground crew, and pilots because most of them are, are achieving that, that 12 to 16-hour window that the FAA requires that they get rest. And then the other the other argument was is that if you take a flight earlier in the morning as opposed to the afternoon, especially in the summer, less chances of getting delayed by a storm. Not a meteorologist, but when I remember from ninth grade or eighth grade science classes, as the heat uh, builds up during the day, you get these afternoon storms and that tends to delay right. flights. So, and she says that if you're going on a cruise, leave the day before and count right. it as a vacation day. Yes, leave the day before. Don't go this exact day that you're um, yeah. getting on the cruise. Like right. Go the day before, consider it part of your vacation, maybe right. stay at a hotel. Explore and the city. Explore the city. Have a drink. Mm-hmm. Right. And that yeah. way you don't stress out about getting there because after out. all, ultimately, as everyone knows, it's a vacation. It's supposed to be an <laughs> anti-stressful environment and you're getting away from the daily grind, from the daily stresses. And so why make it stressful getting somewhere? Mm-hmm. Why wait till the last minute to do something? Exactly. And then you miss your cruise and then 
you find out you missed your friend's wedding, you missed your brother's wedding, you're late to, you know, something personal. She's suggesting to obviously, and, and it seems common sense, but, you know, before the pandemic, it was a little bit more efficient, but now it's less efficient in terms of uh, on-time arrivals, on-time departures. So she's suggesting that you leave earlier in the day. That way you don't stress getting there. Yeah. And, and then she's also suggesting that if you can take a direct flight. Yes. And if you can, don't uh, book the, the seats in the back of the plane because it's not their job, the flight attendants, to rearrange everybody can sit together. And she also does mention that if the flight is booked and there are no takers mm-hmm. for uh, compensation to take a later flight, the folks that booked their flight uh, with the least economic fare are the first to get bumped off, the, high, the most highly restricted fares. So you're going from the back of the plane, the front of the plane, uh, they're the first to go, and you're for the first, you're the last to check in of the restricted flights. They have a log of when you check in, and you're typically the first to get off, get kicked off the flight. Wow, so yeah. it, it seems logical. I mean, it's it's just a market capitalistic approach where you pay more, you get better service. You pay less, you get you know less service. Right, exactly. So, so fly direct. Yeah, fl- and fly direct. And if you can, if you can't fly direct. Because of a ground crew shortage and also because of the the crew that handles the baggage, there's also a shortage there as well. She's uh, suggesting or recommending that you carry on. Buy yourself mm-hmm. a, a slightly smaller uh, carry-on bag. We just did that because we're, we're taking a couple trips and one of them requires a flight change in New York. As much as I like the bag, I'm thinking right. about how in but, the world I'm going to fit all my but clothes we had, in there. We, we, had a, we had a couple friends, at least who traveled through <laughs> Europe, trying to yeah. get to other destinations, one in Africa and one in the Middle East, and their bags got lost. They and did. it was a nightmare. And it was three days before they got their bags. And, you yeah, know, it's, no, an that's a it's, it's inconvenience either way, mm-hmm. whether you lose your bags and for three days, or you take a slightly smaller bag and pack less and kind of make it work with what you got, exactly. but carry the bags with you, and then you don't have to worry about it. So that's unfortunately the realities of traveling at this moment. So, babe, what am I going to do with all my travel photos that I want? What oh, am I going to well, do? <laughs> you're just, you're just, we're just going to have to take less of them. No, we're going to take this, the photos with the same outfit. You have to take the photos day. with the same outfit. You can, we can, we can you do know, that too. But she also said, you know, if you're going to fly direct, to make sure that you give yourself, if you're going to do a lay or if you're going to do a layover not just when you fly direct but if you're going to do a a layover give it at least three hours yes of a layover right which makes a ton of sense you know even though sometimes i'm a little annoyed with you when you do that to me because i'm like oh why am i waiting here for three hours but it does make sense because we've we've been in those predicaments the day is lost anyways yeah no matter where you're really traveling whether you're going domestically for two-hour flight or four-hour flight you need at least Two, you got to be at the airport two hours before. You got to wake up two hours before that. And then, you know, by the time you get off the plane, you got your luggage, you get into an Uber, taxi, or tr- some form of transportation, you get to the hotel, you've already lost seven to eight hours, even on the shortest flights, domestic. We're not even talking about international flights. So why, why, what difference does it honestly make? Yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're, you're going to do a little harder. If, you, if, you, if it's a 90-minute or 60-minute layover versus a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour flight where you can make the connection if you have to, then I say go for it. it, Yeah, three hours at least minimum. Fly as early in the day as possible. Fly, and you you do this a lot. You do this to me a lot. And you you have to warn me at least a few days ahead. Yeah, you've you've not always been the earliest bird. (laughs) 
But no, you have no, gotten a lot better over 22 years. I when have I, when I met better. you, you were, you. you were a Sunday 10 a.m. kind of girl, but now you're a Sunday 7 a.m. kind of girl. And your brothers and sisters are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind oh, of amazed by gosh. that. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's, it's, uh, it's. You know, my sister has always been a really early bird, like early, right. early. Yeah. And she would come in and try to get me to wake up. And I was like so annoyed with her, like, go back to sleep, girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that means, you know, flight as early as possible because, um, you know, also, they meant, she mentions thunderstorms build um, as the day gets right. warmer. So the earlier in the day, the better chances of getting good weather. And yeah, set your alarm early, get it going, right. and um, eventually you can definitely sleep on the plane, which is what I end up right. doing. Anyways. And she also recommends something that that's also common sense is when you do carry on your bags, have it ready to go and stick it up in the, in the overhead compartment because she goes. We're and don't all, overstuff them. Don't overstuff them because honestly, she she didn't mention we're all waiting for everyone to get on the plane. We're waiting for you to sit down, put your seatbelts on. Yeah, yeah. You can't go anywhere until everybody's secured. So it's not that the captain's waiting for anything else. Mm. It's not that the mm -hmm. ground crew's waiting. She goes, yes, those are things we're waiting for, but they're typically handled uh, before or at the time you guys are boarding. So everyone, it's it's uh, trying to find out what goes where and what, how, how to do it. Find the most efficient because as soon as we can get everybody seated, we close the cabin door, she said, and, and we're pushing back. Exactly. And I, I agree with that. I think it's something that, like, right. it causes so many problems when so many people overload it. Yes. They either overload their check-in bag right. or bring additional bags that are, that, that are you know, shit's falling out of them all the time. Yes. They get in there, and then things are falling out, and then it's all over the place, and then people are waiting for you to get off the plane. Yes. Don't do that. Don't right. be messy. Just, you know, coordinate yourself that you have that ready to go. And she does, she does reconfirm it's good to follow the boarding group's on the on the on the flight because that way you get an overhead space above you if you show up and then you get a show up late and you're outside of the sequence of the boarding group and there's no longer space for yeah. you and then you get your luggage somewhere about 10 rows behind or 10 rows be in front of you that slows the deboarding the deplaning and it slows the boarding process and yeah. it just makes for an efficient efficient process I must tell you, I know the place to go if you need house audio, TV installation, security monitoring. I am telling you, these people are so, so good that I cannot wait to share them with you. AVS Concepts is the place to get all of these things taken care of. They're the experts in audio video. If you are entertaining and you need music, call them. If you just purchased a new house and you want to have security, you've got to call them. They are the best at all of this for you. I am so excited to share them with you. They are new sponsors for the podcast. You will not not regret having them in your house. They can put anything up and create the most amazing surround sound. I am telling you, when I watch my movies, I like to watch them with surround sound. And thanks to AVS Concepts, I can do that. Follow them at their Instagram account, AVSC underscore HTX, or you can also find them at their website, avcschouston.com, and tell them that Alicia from Vice My Alicia sent you, and they will take care of you, I promise you. Download the app of the airline you're flying, guys. Yes. 
The apps have valuable information. They keep you from waiting in impossibly long lines, and someone can get on the phone for you if something goes wrong. Right. You can also track your bag, which is something that we really love. And yes. we, you love that. You right. can see the bag going and coming. Um, you know when your plane is coming in, and um, if your flight is canceled or if your gate has changed, right. the app is super Yes effective and useful and very helpful yep turn get download the app turn on the notifications even if you don't fly often and uh, it will give you all the updates to the gates to the to the tracking of the bags uh it'll give your seat number and you can obviously download your boarding pass that way too it just makes it more efficient the airlines try to make the process as efficient as possible much to your probably perceptive chagrin yeah but they do but, but they do but yeah. people are just not efficient in how they do things and that slows everything down they i've traveled all over the world we've traveled all the world we've been to the middle east we've been to africa and i can tell you it is very inefficient out there it's a free-for-all especially when you when you mm -hmm. travel to the smaller cities and in, in those yeah, countries, countries yeah. they just it's there's no organizational system it's, it's India was in, a perfect example. In, we right. waited maybe an hour in the line. At least an hour in the line. Because they didn't have anybody right. to check us in at customs. Right. It, at, the, at the immigration when we mm -hmm. were leaving. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was it was a disaster out there for the longest time. And it's not, and we were only like three people ahead of us, but the process was just so slow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think it's pretty bad here in the in the States, be grateful for the bad that we have here. Right. It is definitely way, way worse out there. And you have to put up with a lot of other stuff. Sure. And not only that, but you put up with like, um, airports without air conditioning. Yes. In right. Turkey, we had a situation where there were no toilet seats, so we, you had literally peed in the yes, hole. Right. I mean, like, be grateful yeah, <laughs> that the problems we have here are first world problems, and we can definitely handle deal those. With them, right. Yeah, we're we're obviously a little spoiled. Take a here. breather. Take yep. a breather. Right. Be patient. Work it through. Don't get so upset about it. Just remember where you're going, and just have right. that in your mind. And she does also <laughs> mention that flight attendants. You know, it's a stressful job. They're traveling. They're under cabin air pressure for hours, for several days out of the week. Uh, and she says, it's best just to be nice to us, and we will uh, help you out as best, best as we can. Typical kind of customer service situation. But if you're frustrated and you're just getting angry with us, we don't create the rules. We don't create the mask rules. These are rules. You know, the seatbelts, all that kind of stuff. Just go along with it. I know I'm probably guilty of it a few times. I don't like the seatbelt. I'm a big guy. I just kind of, I, I don't think that's going to save me, but I get the rule. I have to put it on and we're not going anywhere until everyone's buckled until everybody's in. Yeah. So follow the rules guys. It's travel etiquette as well. Think twice about getting the cheap fares y'all. Um, flights are full. If you buy the cheapest seats, you may not be able to sit with your family. If you purchase that cheap ticket, right. they, we, they may not be able to arrange you and teach you where you want to be seated because you try to save money on a third-party website. Right. And Russ is going to talk a little bit about a third-party website and what that is. But be aware that if the flight is oversold and there's no volunteers right. to give up their seat, you will be the first to be bumped and you will not be with that family. But you wanted to save some dollars, but here we go with the bargain websites. So yeah, what do you think about that? I think that I think I jumped ahead and you just kind of brought that back up about uh, being bumped. But uh, I don't. I'm ne I've never been a fan of third-party websites. I know it makes it more efficient to check the lowest fares because you are able to get all the airlines on the website at one time. In our situation, it's ultimately United Airlines and Southwest Airlines, but mostly United for us because we travel internationally, and that's where our programs are aligned to. And Southwest Airlines, unfortunately, doesn't do a lot of international travel. I know they do some to Mexico and the Caribbean and maybe even Central America, but... 
they don't go to Europe and they don't go to Asia or to the Middle East. So we're, we're loyal to United Airlines. And, and it's just the best if you do have issues to book directly with the airline, because when you do with a third party, and this also applies to hotels or to tours, is you're now there's now a middleman so now yeah. there's now a third there's now a three-way and third parties are like Expedia right. book, uh, booking dot hotels dot com Trivago and you'll see on the airlines websites and you'll notice occasionally also on the hotels websites yeah. that they're giving you better deals yeah. to book directly with them directly because they have them. to pay a commission an incentive yeah. to these to websites the right yeah. and they would it, it just it, it just creates a backlog for them on the back end. Right, right. So you know what? You do want to, you, if, even if you sign up for like united.com, they will send you um, notifications when something is on sale or maybe they have a promo going or United Vacations has something going on. Those are the best ways to kind of get a good deal. Yes. If you go directly to the site, sign up for their notifications, sign up for their newsletters, and they will send you emails with right. their promotions and what they're um, right. booking now and, and, and how they can make it better for you so that you don't have to go through their The other thing site. I want to mention is that the airline, the, the third-party websites do not control the pricing. The airlines and the hotels control the pricing. They're just a medium to find a lot of options at once. They kind of, you know, they all pop up at the screen and you can just go scroll if you're looking for something economically efficient. But it's not that they're giving you a better deal. I've never seen that. When you go to a booking.com and you compare it to the price of the hotel, it's identical. The airlines, the, the supplier in this situation, the airline or the hotel, controls the pricing. They just promulgate that information to the third-party website. I said, so there's, there's really ultimately not a better deal doing it that way. My ladies, pack smart. If you are only going for a few days, you do not need to pack two or three bags. You really do not need that much clothes. Really think about how you're packing. That's going to make your life so much easier when you get to your hotel as well. If, for example, the hotel isn't um, letting you in yet because maybe you're you're too early for the check-in, they don't want to be, you know, uh, putting three or four bags in their back. You know, right. you really want to make it easier for everybody to, to, to accommodate you. You can't ask, again, travel etiquette, don't go into a hotel asking or demanding that they hold things for you. They don't have to do anything for you. They are doing it out of a courtesy. Sure. And demanding that they have like, uh, you know, a champagne at the entrance or, you know, to seat you for lunch when they're not open for lunch yet. You've got to remember that they are still following their own schedule. You cannot bring your American ways right. to a country that's not America. Right. They're very, very they, different. They care less. They, they can care less. Absolutely. Money doesn't drive. Yeah. Money doesn't drive other nationalities like it does uh, uh, Americans, United States. It doesn't. They to them, it's it's more about. There's just a whole other social set of issues out there that drives people to work, and it's not money. It's not the priority. It's not on their. Yeah. Top. But I did want to mention one other thing about third party website is that there's ultimately really just two airlines in Houston. It's United and Southwest. So those third-party websites that give you Delta, American, you know, back back in the day there used to be Northwest and uh, US, uh, U.S. Air and America West. Those airlines all merged and kind of fell into those big four now. But those airlines, you know, it's an oligopoly. The airline industry is an oligopoly, and they have a hub-and-spoke system. So if you if you take American or Delta out of Houston, you're going through you're going through Miami, you're going through Dallas or you're going through Chicago if you're an American. On Delta, you're going through Atlanta or you're going through Salt Lake. And, of course, they have, like, L.A., New York. Everyone's in L.A., New yeah. York. So you got to go through those hubs to get anywhere. 
So the only way you can really ultimately fly nonstop out of Houston is really just Southwest and, and United Airlines. So the rest of the airlines, unless you want to travel from Houston to New York through Atlanta, save yourself maybe 50 bucks or whatever, then sure. And if the deal is worth it, then maybe if the deal, if it's discounted enough, and sometimes airlines will poke at each other's markets just to grab a few extra flyers on their, on their flight, fill some seats, then it's up to you if you want to spend all day getting into New York instead of a three and a half hour flight, you're going to spend about six or seven hours to get to the destination. But, but uh, those, that's all those third party websites do is, is just give you that availability, but you're never going to get a nonstop out of Houston with the exception of like spirit and frontier. And there's some small, more regional airlines, but we all have heard horror stories about. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. So it's really just those two airlines. So I would just go to their website, find the destination you want to and compare between those two. And then if you want to pack on the extra fees for baggage, for seats, for checking in early on spirit or frontier, then go for that. Because ultimately my experience after looking at those airlines, it's really the same thing. It doesn't come out to much of a savings. Yeah. Another tip I wanted to add in terms of um, how we fly and, uh, the way that we pack when we fly is always also be ready for expecting the airplanes to be cold. Bring a sweater, bring a shawl. There's, um, you know, they keep the airplane cold for a reason. They There's a reason why they do it. They worry about people who may have air sickness or the heat makes everything just, you feel nauseous. There's a reason why they keep it cold that way. So definitely always pack a sweater, pack a shawl. I always have a shawl that I bring with, with me because that way if you layer up, you can take a layer off and you don't have to worry about, you know, being cold. And it's definitely, you know, uncomfortable for some people sure. that don't like it to be like that. Um, and you definitely don't want to use those six sacks because we've used them before. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've used them before a few times when I get so nauseous that I do end up throwing up. And now, actually, I do ask my doctor to prescribe a nausea medicine because I know that that's part of my problem. If I'm traveling and I'm on a boat or if we're going up the mountains and I get sick going up or if it's elevation sickness, um, I make sure that I contact my doctor a week or two weeks before my travel so that I make sure that I have my nausea medicine ready to go. And it's prescribed for, to me because it is pretty strong, but you could definitely find a dopamine in, in over-the-counter, probably at Walgreens or CVS, but definitely figure out a way for you to be prepared for those situations because I know myself and I know that that's something that happens to me all the time, so I definitely always pack that in. And also just another uh, flight etiquette thing that um, I want to mention is don't tell the attendant they look tired. <laughs> they are, and they know yeah. that they're tired. You're going to probably cause a problem. They're not going to take care of you, number one, but you're yeah. probably making them feel bad because they are probably exhausted. Yes, yeah, right. I mean, I can imagine being on a plane 300 out of 365 days out of the year or whatever it is, 250 days. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a stressful job. It's not a conducive environment for people to function in and, and try to try to not be fatigued. And if they don't bring you your drinks, they don't bring you what you asked for immediately, be patient, my loves. Yeah. Please be patient. They've got other people that they're working with. Or, I, I don't know how to say this more sternly and more efficiently, but you guys have got to give people a break when you're traveling. Yeah. You're supposed to be going for fun. Sure. You're stressing out because they did not handle you. Get rid of your American ways when you go abroad. Right. You've got to, you can't, yes, right. you know, you're gonna say, oh, I'll just give them a good tip. They don't give a shit about your tip. Right. They give a shit here. Right. That matters to a lot of people yes, here. Right. 
It's different when it's you're, different especially in Houston, where this the service is just top notch. It's yep. it's five star, but don't expect that kind of service wherever you go. You know, we've been in situations where we have encountered people that uh, get to a hotel and demand a seat, and there's no seat, but they demand it and they start to belli- you know, be belligerent, and then say, "Well, I have money, I can pay for it." They do not care, you guys. Be ready to 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 learn how they do things there. If they take some places don't want a tip. They don't even require one. They just say, you know what, that's okay. You don't have to, you can keep it. Just be aware of where you're going and learn what are the customs for those places you are going to and don't impose yourself on them. I cannot say that a thousand times enough because it is such a pet peeve of mine when I see these people acting like fools and that's why Americans are hated so much and Americans are are said, you know, to be spoiled and yeah, we are spoiled, but don't act like it when you're going over there. Yeah, we are, we are spoiled, but don't act like it. Even in Europe, sometimes they act the fool. And Europe is actually pretty well organized, especially when you go to Germany. I mean, it's the most organized country I've ever been to. Guys, that's travel etiquette. Please do not act a fool out there. Do not make us look bad. You know, really go in there and enjoy your time. If something isn't ready for you when you come in, find an alternative that you can do. We were in the Azores and we were there early. We asked them, can we check in early? They said, no, we're not ready for check-in. So Rusk and I said, okay, let's go into the city. Let's see what we can do until our room is ready and we'll come back to the hotel when the room is ready. We ask them, okay, can you send us a text message? Sure, we can WhatsApp you, whatever. They will tell you your room is ready, but find an alternative if you have to check in at a certain time. Don't go to a restaurant and expect them to, to, to greet you at the front like everybody does. They don't do that. Sometimes you have to go sit yourself down and, and wait five, six, seven minutes until they notice you and come out there. Like It's just a matter of like really, really realizing where you're going and what's happening when you're going. What other pet peeve do you have in a travel etiquette? Oh, do you want to add on there? I think you said it all. I just want people to get on the plane so we can go. <laughs> want to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So if these trips matter to you, you can follow also the article. I'm going to probably put the link on the description so you can see the article that we're talking about. It has some of the best, best tips we have read in forever. We've been traveling 22, 24 years now. Um, Rusk and I went on our first trip in 1999. It was for my birthday. It was my first birthday trip. And when I met Rusk, Rusk said, what is the first place you want to go to when you travel? And I had never been anywhere, and I said, New York. So that's where we went. Yeah. Um, honey, thank you for yeah. being here. Well, thanks for inviting me again. And, and Hopefully it's useful. With me. Yep. And I don't know anyone else that has the grasp of travel. Oh, wow. Well, just years of experience. <laughs> Pretty and sure I just there's, go along with it, I'm don't pretty I? sure there's a lot of folks out there that try to I usually go along with you, don't I? I don't yeah, give you that no, much of a hard you don't, time. No, you don't. We've both gotten better over the years. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, guys. If you like what you're listening to, share it with your friends. Give us a review. I love reviews. I love to get your DMs with your feedback. If something um, worked for you, if something helped you, if it was inspiring, I love to hear it. it this is season eight. We are grateful that you are here. We are grateful for you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Love you guys. Yep.
friends, here are a few ways that you can support us by supporting my sponsors. Elmer Garcia, Realtor, and AVS Concepts, Audio and Video Home Entertainment. Those are my sponsors. Go follow them. You can find the information on the description. The other way you can also find out of everything that we're doing is join our newsletter at tbbyalicia.com. And that's going to give you all the things that we're talking about, everything, all the resources, all the stuff that you want to know. The other way that you can also support us and keep our podcast striving is through joining our Global Vibes Insider community. What is that? What is the Global Ins- Vibes Global Insider? It is a group where you can come in as an insider and subscribe and join to the community. And it was created for you to inspire you, to educate, to show how you can craft the life you wish to live. It is filled with experiences, including in-person events, business masterminds, speakers, resources. You get shout outs in the podcast. We invite you to workshops. We get to go on local trips and even wine tastings. So how do you get to join that group? So you'll go to my website at tbbyalicia.com, and then you select the community group. And there's three tiers. The first tier is a secret tier. It's for $10, and that includes a T-shirt, a signed book by me, and a shout-out on the podcast, $10 a month. The next tier is the Explorer tier, and that is for $25 a month. And it's a T-shirt, a book, and a shout out. Plus, I'm including a one monthly one-to-one chat with me. And those are monthly one-on-one chats with me. You don't want to miss those. Those are amazing 30-minute one-to-one chats for $25. And the last tier is a $45 Globe Trotter. And that includes all the things I mentioned before: the t-shirt, the book, the monthly one-on-one, the shout out on the podcast. Plus, you get invite to Um, members only, insider only events, a welcome travel gift box. You know, I bring great things for my travels. And also I'm adding a digital style mood board for you. It includes styling. It includes accessories, um, everything customized and personal for you. Again, this is how you can contribute and you can be a part of us and you help us keep our podcast thriving. I hope you join.